Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. My name is Tyler Pruitt, and I am the host of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. I just want to thank you for joining me for another episode. So the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast is a show all about God, freedom, and the great outdoors. And it's my goal to have conversations with people that are in the hunting community. What I really want to do is share their stories and share what hunting means to them. That's something that I've been able to do with all of my guests so far. I've been able to ask them what hunting means to them. And I've been able to have conversations with guys like Jeff Danker. Just had him on last week. We really got into a lot of family relationships, relationships with God. And of course, we talked about hunting. Before Jeff, I had on Amy Hall. Amy Hall is a female in the hunting community, and she was able to give us some perspective on what it means to be a female in the hunting community and you know the kind of the unique aspects of being a female hunter prior to amy i had on jack carr jack carr is a retired navy seal officer and he is now an author and he's writing fiction books which was rather unique because a lot of Navy SEALs, once they get out of the SEAL teams and they become authors, it's typically in the nonfiction genre. And Jack Carr actually became a author in the fiction realm. And he is also a, a great hunter. He's got some experience working in Mozambique. As someone that trained up some of the anti-poaching units that are going on there, poaching is a issue that South Africans have to deal with quite a bit in other places in the world too, but Jack Carr, he, he specifically had some experience working with some of those units in Mozambique, and we really got into a lot of that those kind of aspects as well. So if you guys haven't checked out some of my past episodes, then please go back and check those out. Make sure you subscribe to the show. That way you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. I've got some really good guests that are coming up in the next few weeks or so, and I don't want to, I don't want you guys to miss out on those. So make sure that you subscribe today. That way you don't miss out on any of those future episodes. Also, if you are getting any kind of value from the Rise Kill podcast, any kind of value from the show, then go ahead and leave us a rating and leave us a review, especially on iTunes. Ratings and review go a long way as far as podcast shows because it allows future potential listeners to be intrigued to want to actually start listening to the show. So whenever somebody is exploring new podcasts that they want to listen to, they're going to typically do. I know I do this for myself as well whenever I'm trying to find a new show is I'll look at the ratings, how many ratings does this show have, and what are people saying about it. So if you're getting any kind of value from the Rice Kill Eat podcast at all, then please do us a favor and hop on iTunes, leave us a positive rating, and leave us a review. That also allows me to see your all's feedback as well. I love getting feedback from everybody who's listening to the show, and it allows me to see that feedback directly. I go I go through those every so often, and I actually try to read all the reviews and make sure that none of those go unread. So leave us a review and rating if you're getting any kind of value from the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. I also wanted to invite you to check out RKE Afield on social media. So we're on Instagram and Facebook. So if you go to Instagram and look us up, it's at RKE. So that's Rise, Kill, Eat at RKE Afield. And then on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash RKE Afield. So again, that's RKE as in Rise, Kill, Eat. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a website too. That's RKEAfield.com. On our website, you can find all of our merchandise there, all of our hats, all of our shirts, and those kind of things. If you really want to support the show on the next level, then go through, get you a hat, get you a shirt, and tell everybody about the show and tell everybody about the RKE Field brand. It would be greatly appreciated. And again, thank you guys for checking out the Rise Kill Elite podcast.
So for today's episode, it is a solo episode. So it's just me discussing a few things that I've been kind of thinking about going forth into this upcoming hunting season. I know here in Kentucky, we are going to be starting hunting in the next little less than a month or so. I know other places is less than that. Uh, they've got it coming up in you know the next coming weeks and other places. I know a few other places that are have already started. So with hunting season really early and with hunting season coming up soon, I really wanted to share some of my ideas on something, some things I've been thinking about lately. I'm trying out a little bit of a different setup with uh, how I'm releasing uh, the weekly episodes. So this week it will be a solo week and it will be a solo episode and the next two weeks are going to be interview guests. So I've got, I had some good, great conversations with a couple people that are in the hunting community and we really get into a lot of, a lot of really neat things. So again, if you haven't subscribed go ahead and do that. And then past three weeks, I've had some interview guests as well. So I, I think I'm going to keep it with this current outline for right now. So I've got a solo episode followed by two to three guest episodes and then another solo episode and so on and so on. So that's, that's kind of the setup I'm working with right now. So for this week, I have a solo episode of me just discussing a few things that have kind of been on my mind with hunting season approaching. So today's episode as you probably saw, is titled Harvest the Experience. So Harvest the Experience, it, this this is really inspired by an interview I was listening to on the Hunting Collective, which is a podcast by Ben O'Brien. Ben has a really good podcast over there. Make sure you check that out. That's a, it's a really good podcast all about hunting and then, of course, you know, getting into the things that are involved with hunting outside of actually being in the woods. And it's a, it's a really good podcast to listen to. Ben O'Brien is the host, as I said. And Today's episode is inspired by an interview that I heard on the Hunting Collective with Ben O'Brien. He had on Jim Posowitz, and if any of you guys have been listening to the Rice Kill Eat podcast since the beginning, uh, the first few episodes, I really dove into one of Jim Posowitz's early works called Beyond Fair Chase. So I believe it was episodes two and four of the Rice Kill Eat podcast. So if you go back, check those out. I take parts of Jim Posowitz's book, Beyond Fair Chase, and I dissect what Posowitz is kind of talking about with the means of the ethics of hunting, the evolution of an American hunter, and those kind of things. So go back and check those out if you haven't listened to those already. But anyway, uh, Posowitz, Jim Posowitz was on the Hunting Collective, and Ben O'Brien was interviewing him, and he was telling a story of a mule deer hunt that he went on whenever whenever he was in his mid to late 20s and this specific hunt was going on in Montana. So on this hunt, Possowitz kind of goes on to tell the story and he ends up shooting the biggest mule deer buck of his entire life. So Possowitz now is probably in his 70s or 80s or so. So this is fairly early on in his hunting career and his, his wife as a hunter and he shoots the biggest mule deer of his life. And the thing that really interested me, the thing that really intrigued me about Possowitz telling his story is the fact that he never had this mule deer, this this large deer, the biggest deer that he had ever shot, he never had it scored. So what I mean by scored is they take the antler measurements in inches and then they add up different measurements and they'll and it comes out to be a score. So anybody who has hunted whitetail, anybody who's hunted elk or, you know, mule deer, anything like that, they, they always talk about, you know, what did it, what did the animal score or what did this buck score? And you'll, you'll hear numbers from 130, 140, 200, you know, if you're, if you really got a hold of a good one and they basically take 
different measurements. So they'll take, you know, the, the mass measurement at the very bottom. They'll, they'll take, you know, spread measurement, all those type of things. They'll add all the, these inches up and that ends up being the score. So the thing that interested me about Possewitz telling his story of his Montana mule deer hunt is the fact that he never had this mule deer scored. He says this, this deer is still hanging up in his house today. You know, it's been 50, 60 years and this deer is still hanging in his house today and he never had it measured to a quantifiable measure. Now, I thought that was very interesting because of what he kind of went into a little bit afterwards. He said the, the experience to him, the experience of actually being able to get into the mountains of Montana and being able to pursue this animal and the whole, the whole experience in itself was far more valuable to him than any quantifiable number could be. So he didn't want to discount. He didn't want to do a disservice to this animal and to this hunt, to this experience, because he knew that once that number was labeled onto that animal, then, then at that point, whenever he tells the story, then it's not going to have the same kind of impact as it would, as it does now. So he said the, the experience was far more valuable to him than any number or any score could be. Now, this is something that is somewhat abstract. I think this is probably why it intrigued me quite a bit. It's somewhat abstract to today's typical idea of shooting a big buck because most of the time, whenever you see somebody, you know, post a deer on or an elk or a moose, any, any of the servant family, whenever somebody posts one of these pictures onto social media or they share a picture with somebody else, you know, typically you see it a lot. You'll see guys ask, what did he score? You know, how, how big was the spread? You know, how tall is his brow tines? I mean, it's all these types of things happen quite a bit and not that those things aren't good. I mean, those are things that I'm, I'm interested in as well, but I think we get so wrapped up in this idea of shooting these, these large animals and shooting these, you know, 150, 160, 180 inch deer. And we get, we, lose we do ourselves a disservice because we lose some value in in the experience in itself that's why i wanted to title this episode harvest the experience because i want us to i want to really challenge not only you guys that are listening to this but myself i'm talking to myself just as much as i am anybody else in this episode because i want to challenge us i want to challenge ourselves to really enjoy the experience of actually being able to be out in the woods more there's so many times that we we take for granted the, and again, I'm, I'm talking to myself here just as much as anybody else, but we take for granted the actual opportunity of being out in the woods and being able to hunt. And we don't really appreciate that opportunity as much as we probably should. We live in a great country where we have the opportunity to actually get out and pursue wildlife. We, we live in a country that values wildlife enough that we have departments and we have people that are paid money to take care of habitat and take care and to enforce laws around wildlife management. We live in a country where, where this is a high enough priority that we have assigned certain amounts of money to actually take care of this natural resource that we have. That's not necessarily the case in a lot of different countries. And we should, I think we should be very careful with taking these types of things for, for granted. We have a a unique opportunity to actually be able to get out into the woods and to be able to actually pursue these animals for resource purposes and for recreation purposes. And I don't think we should discount that by any means. I think we need to enjoy the experience more as hunters and as predators and as people that are outdoorsmen and outdoors women. 
I think we need to enjoy the experience more and just simply learn to slow down and appreciate the things that matter most. So if you listened to my episode last week where I talked with Jeff Danker, we really got into the idea of slowing down whenever we're out in the woods and just simply slowing down and appreciating the hunt more and more because we get so caught up in this comparison trap. So what I mean by comparison trap is that whenever you see somebody on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it may be, YouTube, you see somebody on there and you instantly start comparing yourself to them. And it's, I call it a trap because it really is a, a slippery slope because if you're not aware of the fact that you're falling into this, this trap, then it can, it can quickly spiral. And this, this just doesn't apply to hunting. This could be something that is totally life related as well, but for the purpose of hunting, for the purpose of this episode, we have to be careful not to fall into this comparison trap. So whenever we see our neighbor, you know, shoot a nice deer, or whenever we see a friend of ours shoot a 170 inch deer, and then here we are with empty tags still in our pockets, it's very easy to fall into this trap of jealousy and to then that can breed resentment and it can be difficult and take our focus away from the actual hunting process, the actual ability to be able to learn and be able to appreciate the hunt. It can take away our ability to truly enjoy these things and that's how it can become a trap. And I think this has kind of created a society in general community in general that basically states that if we aren't shooting these massive deer if we aren't shooting these massive animals whether it be turkeys elk deer moose whatever these things are if we aren't shooting these things and there aren't a certain size then we quickly become disappointed with our hunt and i've seen this so often with especially with young hunters or people who are getting into hunting that haven't taken the time to you know mature their thoughts and again i'm talking to myself on this one because this is something i've struggled with you know in the past few years and i'm trying and i I think i've got a pretty decent grasp on it now but i think it's something that a lot of people will struggle with just because of this this culture that we've created around hunting communities but it's it breeds a unnecessary disappointment because whenever you know a, a young hunter shoots a small buck or they may only get a deer or they may only get a doe that year and you know it we they breeds this unnecessary disappointment because we didn't live up to these expectations that are placed out there you know through social media and through all these outlets but i want to challenge us to really celebrate all of our hunts and to really celebrate all the deer that we have the opportunity of actually being able to put on the ground and be able to put in the freezer. I mean, it's a, it's a, again, a unique opportunity for us to be able to put some wild game meat in the freezer. And it's not something that I think we should take lightly. So whenever we pull the trigger on an animal and choose to actually end its life, which is a very heavy topic, but it's something that we do as hunters, then it's something that I think we need to celebrate. It's something I think we need to be thankful for. And it's something I need think that we need to truly appreciate as hunters all hunts should be celebrated somehow and even the ones that don't go so well i can't tell you how many times that i've walked out of the woods you know frustrated because i i mean it could be anything got busted on a stalk or you know they didn't show up at the the time i thought they were going to or whatever happens but all these things can be celebrated i mean i I had an episode a few weeks ago i think it's about a month ago or so where i discussed defining successful hunts 
So the definition of a successful hunt is something that we kind of have to come up with on a personal level. We have to really look at the whole picture, not just the fact that we did or did not put an animal on the ground, but we also have to look at, it, you know, what did we learn as a as a hunter that day? What did we learn as a result of us getting into the tree stand? What were we actually able to accomplish? Did we accomplish anything? You know, all these things are contributing to the fact of our success as hunters. You know, it may not be immediate success, but future success along the road and as the hunting seasons progress and the hunting years progress. So we should really celebrate all of these types of hunts. So I really wanted to challenge ourselves, myself included, anybody who's listening to this to truly enjoy this process of hunting. It's hard to not fall into this comparison trap, especially whenever we have all of these outlets that are, you know, putting these things out into our face and something that we're pursuing as well as people who use social media. It's hard not to fall into that comparison trap, but Whenever you step back and you take the 1,000 foot view of what's actually going on, you're basically comparing your current situation. So the situation that you're in right now, whether it be, you know, uh, not getting any animals showing up or, you know, I missed a shot, so on and so on. And you're comparing your current situation with someone else's best. All right. So the thing about social media is that people are only going to show the things that they think other people want to see. They're not going to show you all the missed shots that they took. They're not going to show you all of the busted socks that they went on. You know, some people are starting to show that now. And I think it really uh, allows for more authenticity within the uh, social media and hunting communities. I think it's something that I think should be shared more often because it shows what hunting is actually like, because you're not going to get, I promise you, if you, if you hunt long enough, even if you're the best hunter out there, you're not going to be able to, to get a massive deer every single time you go out into the woods. It's going to take some trial and error. It's going to take some mistakes. It's going to take a lot of different things that are going to have to happen first in order for those opportunities to arise in the future. So it's important that we just kind of take the scenarios take the situation that we're actually in and just realize that we're comparing our current situation to somebody else's best so i want to challenge us all this this season with this upcoming season and the upcoming hunting year to truly harvest the experience make sure that we are truly enjoying ourselves out in the woods make sure that we are truly enjoying the opportunity to learn and to appreciate god's creation to be actually be able to partake in this whole community that's actually getting out into the woods and trying to make themselves better for the pursuit of God, freedom, and the great outdoors. So thank you guys for listening today. I really do appreciate it. Again, if you haven't subscribed so far and if you got any value out of today's episode or if you've gotten any value from any of our previous episodes, then go ahead and subscribe to the Rise Kill Eat podcast today. It would be greatly appreciated. Go ahead and leave a rating, leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, also, make sure you check out RKE Afield on Facebook and Instagram. So we are on both of those outlets, both of those social media outlets. And if you give us a follow on there, then uh, you're going to see some of the things that I'm posting. I usually try to do at least one post a day, see some of the things I'm posting. See, You'll see some of the things that we may share or repost from people that we're following. And it's a, it's a really neat opportunity that social media has given us in order to connect with people from all over the place. So make sure you give us a follow, make sure you give us a like, 
check out our website and it's rkeafield.com. So again, rkeafield.com. It's going to have all of our merchandise. It's going to have all of our hats. Anything that is going to directly support this show is going to be found on there. So you can find out more from some of our partners on there and you can find out more about any of our merchandise for the Rise Elite podcast and rkeafield at rkeafield.com. So the next couple of weeks, I've got some pretty awesome guests. So I'm pretty excited about being able to release that with you guys. And we get into a lot of a lot of things that I think are going to be relevant for this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to being able to share that with you. I don't want to give away any names just yet, but go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss out on those in the future. So again, thank you guys so much for listening today. I really do appreciate all the feedback I've gotten and... And again, thank you for the continued support as we work through the Rise Kill Elite podcast. This has been episode number 17 of the Rise Kill Elite podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Pruitt. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Ah.